Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. We've got a lot to talk about this week. Disney Cruise Line announced their itineraries for 2015 and Adventures by Disney also announced their itineraries for 2015. We're going to talk about that. We also have Jason Garcia from the Orlando Sentinel in the studio, and he's going to talk about the executive uh, in charge of My Magic Plus uh, leaving Disney, which I thought was a very interesting development. And uh, he's also got some changes coming up to his career. We're going to talk to him a little bit about that. We also have our newest team member, Jenny Lynn Knopp, making her debut on the show this week. And a little later on, we're going to talk about Star Wars Weekends. All that coming up. From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 705 for the week of May 20th, 2014. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. You can get up to a $1,000 shipboard credit from Dreams Unlimited on your next Disney Cruise Line vacation, and all for the same price you'd pay Disney. For no obligation quote on your next Disney vacation, visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the show, coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Warner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Sean Thompson, Jenny Lynn Knopp. Jason Garcia from the Orlando Sentinel, and Julie Martin, yay, and back in the production nook, our producer, Dustin West, along with associate producer, Craig Williams, looking like he's... Grumpy cat. In a, in a, in a actually, trance. Actually, no, no, Craig actually looks sort of happy. <laughs> How can you tell? There's a... See that? It's, it's a, a tiny slight smile. uptick. <laughs> <laughs> it's the day quill. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said you weren't sick. I just taking uh, precautions. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Preventative. Preventative. <laughs> Dayquil preventative. Okay. I didn't know it was, but thanks for sharing that with us. Um, all right. We have uh, uh, a lot to talk about this week. Uh, just want to apologize to everybody that we did not have a show last week due to some technical issues. I had no power in the house, so kind of makes it tough to do a show. Um, but it does make me think about getting a generator. Um, but uh, appreciate everybody. Uh, understanding, and we're really happy to be back. Um, I first want to start off by saying a lot of you are asking about the Bob Memorial Show, and we are just waiting for all of us to be in the same room at the same time. John and Kevin are back from their three-and-a-half-year <laughs> trip to the South Pacific. Um, we were going to do it last week. Of course, we didn't do the show. Uh, this week, because of the release of the uh, rest of 2015 for Disney Cruise Line, and the release of 2015 for Adventures by Disney, John and Kevin are doing their day jobs, um, making sure that Dreams Unlimited is taking care of business for our clients. So next week, next week, God willing, we will have our Bob Memorial show. So um, stay tuned for that. But thank you, everybody, for understanding and for being interested in it. So we will have that for you next week. All right. uh, In housekeeping, a couple things we need to mention uh, if you are interested in attending the Hershey Park uh, Diz Meet, uh, raise money for Give Kids the World, that is June 13th through the 15th. We'll have links to information on the show notes page. Many members of the team are going to be there. We are going to be doing a live show from there and uh, all trying to raise money for Give Kids the World. So please, 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 if you're in the area, come on out. We're going to have some fun in the park and uh, have a great weekend of raising money and 
doing fun things together. <laughs> I'm sad so. that we have to miss it. I know. We don't have a choice, but it's one of the places I've always wanted to go. Well, hello. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully this will be the first of, of, of many in Hershey Park. Brain check. Um, I'm also really excited that a lot of you are uh, signing up to go to Nova Scotia uh, August 8th through the 10th for that meet. Um, we talked about that last year and the year before. What an amazing time and place uh, that experience was for us. And we're really encouraging folks uh, to head up to Nova Scotia, show their support. And uh, that's August 8th through the 10th. Again, links to that on the show notes page, disunplugged.com. And uh, Mike Holland has just sent me something on Twitter saying he's going to send a generator. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Um, now, uh, the last show that we did, Dustin did a segment on uh, favorite uh, uh you know, it was a bracket segment on yeah. uh, the favorite attractions. And uh, we were doing polls of our audience to see what their favorites were. Do you want to take it from there, Dustin? Yeah, sure. So the interesting thing is I, I, put, up a, I put up a poll, a series of polls on our Facebook page. And it would uh, outline the different rounds in the brackets. And so, for instance, we had one, if you're watching, that looks kind of like this, the best continuously loading rides at Walt Disney World. The interesting thing when I was going through the results of the poll is that uh, we came to the exact same conclusion at the table that they, the folks did on Facebook with this one. So Haunted Mansion uh, took the cake for uh, the best slow ride or continuously moving ride. And um, the same was uh, for the uh, live stage shows, um, the Festival of the Lion King, and it, it worked out. The brackets worked out exactly the same as they did on the show. I don't know if it's because they were listening to us on the show and they felt the same way, or if this is like their true, honest opinion. But they were afraid to disagree with you. <laughs> the uh, the only thing that was uh, different was uh, the thrill rides, and that's because we had a controversial moment on the show when we picked um, we picked dinosaur over test track and. Uh, the, uh, Which I don't get, yeah, personally. The, that was the most controversial thing that's ever happened on it, this show. Yes, I think it was. Uh, there's outrage. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, that was the only difference was they, they picked uh, Test Track over that, and then Expedition Everest won out as the best thrill ride um, for the folks on Facebook, as, uh, as it did here at the table last week. So they all agreed with you, basically. Yes. Okay. So there were the results of that. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. You are correct. <laughs> that was that, that, that did end up being a very interesting, uh, very interesting segment. It was a fun I enjoyed watching it. I yeah, it was a good I conversation. Wish I could have been there. So okay, <laughs> next uh, Diagon Alley. Lot happening with Diagon Alley over at Universal, and we were going to talk about it in the show this week, but Sean and Craig are going to be doing their next, uh, the next edition of their Universal show. <clears throat> we'll actually be going out live uh, shortly after this show. Yep, right? it'll be today. We're going live, I think, sometime around 4. Yep, right around 4-ish. Four 4-ish. Four. Four I'll send an email. That'll, yeah. be up on, uh, that'll be up on YouTube on Friday? Yes, it's released on Friday um, over YouTube, and the audio will go up on iTunes. Yeah. So, a lot of stuff happening over at... Uh, some, really, I mean, that... Uh, that video they released of uh, Gringotts. Yeah, I'm getting very excited. Looks, those animatronics look amazing um, with uh, the goblins. It looks really cool. Yeah. So we have the uh, a media event on June 17th through the 20th. So that'll be really exciting uh, to get to go there and experience it. I know <laughs> some of us will be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do follow Jason. <laughs> 
Um, <clears throat> well, they'll still send you media invites, I'm sure. No, actually, they uh, they disinvited me. <laughs> Are you kidding? No. <laughs> I read that, so I had to yeah. put a little. Oh, scandalous. <laughs> yeah. Universal's bitter. Well, you know, who knows what the actual reasons are. That, that, that's what I like to tell myself. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's interesting, though. <laughs> Did something just happen to my mic? Yeah, something's weird. Yeah, my mic's off. My mic is... My mic is off? Is it still Okay, we're good. Okay. All right. I, I, don't, I don't know. My, no. my, they sound weird, but... But anyway, yeah, so we'll be doing a Universal show later today, and we'll be talking about Diane Alley. And also Khloe Kardashian. Khloe Kardashian was recent there. recent trip yeah. to Universal. We've been writing jokes all night, so <laughs> get ready for those Khloe Kardashian jokes. <laughs> oh I, wouldn't know, I wouldn't know Khloe Kardashian if I tripped over her body. I think you would. No, I don't think I would. No? I don't follow. I just... You don't keep up with the Kardashians? No, I do not. <laughs> I cannot get past the amount of plastic surgery Bruce Jenner has had. Oh, gosh, he looks really bad. He's a very nice lady. He does. <laughs> Okay, sorry. <laughs> All right. Um, and also I want to mention, uh, as I do every week, our Disneyland show uh, released every Thursday. Uh, this week's show, Michael Bowling talks about the construction of Disneyland in his series leading up to next year's 60th anniversary. And uh, Nancy Johnson and Mary Jo Willie take a look at the new Pompeii exhibit at the California Science Center. Plus, the team discovers uh, discusses the surprise ticket increase, which everybody was kind of shocked at. A one-day park hopper at Disneyland is now $150 <laughs> for a one-day park hopper. That's like, pretty extraordinary. So they will be talking about that this Thursday. Again, disunplugged.com if you want to check out their show. Um, so uh, I want to take a moment and say hello to the newest member of the Diz team, Miss Jenny Lynn Nope. Uh, Hi, everybody. <laughs> she's so nervous. I'm kind of nervous. Which is surprising because, I mean, you've, you have a lot of time on camera. Of course, uh, many of you know Jenny uh, was the co-host of uh, Orlando Attractions Magazine show. Yes. And uh, she did that for about a year and a half, I believe. Over a year and a half. Uh, Banks and I were, at, so far, the longest-running hosts on the show. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. It was a great experience. And she did a great job. It's a wonderful show. Yes. And... Uh, um, really thrilled, very very fortunate to have you. Yes. Um, just tell everybody a little bit about yourself, <clears throat> you know, so they can mock you openly. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so I guess coming to the Diz is kind of, I feel like it's coming full circle for me because um, this is where my Disney online journey began um, back from when I lived in Virginia. Wasn't a local in Orlando, but a Disney fan nevertheless. The Diz was the first place that I found online that could help me keep connected with Disney that I loved so much. From there, um, in the forums actually, I wrote a trip report called uh, Confessions of a Neurotic Disney Mom. And from there, uh, out of that was born a blog that I had for a while called thedisneydrivenlife.com, which is still up and running you know, aside from me. <laughs> and, um, yeah, moved to Florida to live near my dream and uh, then landed the position with Orlando Attractions Magazine as host for their show. Um, and and now now here I am, back full circle yep. from where I started. And it uh, in some ways it feels like a, a coming home. And Jenny's going to be doing uh, a lot here with us on the show, obviously, and some other projects that we have uh that we have coming up and uh, be doing some uh, content for us 
on the blog and on the Diz. So we're really, really happy to have you. I'm and thrilled. Welcome to the Diz. Thank you. And uh, a lot of people are envious. Oh, I'm kind of jealous of myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, should I mention I have children? Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way. By the way, I'm a mom. <laughs> and I have uh, three beautiful children, a 14-year-old daughter, a 12-year-old son, and a 9-year-old daughter. And, um, you know, raising them right in the Disney parks. That's right. So <laughs> Thank you for having three children. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Maybe that'll help me. Did I, did I step in something? <laughs> oh, Lord. Look, Jenny Lynn can do it. We'll, yeah, we'll hold, talk on, later. Hold, hold on a second. Do you, hear, do you hear that noise? That's Corey chewing another Xanax. Um, but uh, welcome. Welcome, uh, Jenny Lynn. Uh, also want to take a few minutes to talk to our good friend, Jason Garcia, who announced last week that he's going to be leaving the Orlando Sentinel, heading over to Florida Trends Magazine. And those of us who have uh, followed Jason, and his work at the Orlando Sentinel are sad to see him go, uh, genuinely. Oh, thanks um, very much. I've always uh, always had a great respect for the work you've done uh, with it. the Sentinel and uh, how fair you are uh, in, in your reporting. And I mentioned this to you privately, but, you know, it's kind of rare, getting more rare <laughs> to find journalists that aren't slanted and, you know, selling an agenda and actually just telling us what's really going on and getting stories out there. One of which uh, you broke yesterday. Um, I'm going to talk about about uh, the executive from uh, my, uh, in charge of My Magic Plus right. leaving Disney. Very interesting development. But talk about your uh, your upcoming move. Yeah, I, uh, I've taken a job with the magazine. It's called Florida Trend. Um, it's a it's a statewide business news magazine. So it's um, it's published by the same company that uh, publishes the uh, Tampa Bay Times newspaper. So. Uh, for me, I'll be uh, I'll be writing probably a lot more about state politics, which is uh, which is what I used to do before I started covering Disney, and sort of uh, you know I got I got into Disney covering Disney because I was sort of interested in how much influence it had on state politics. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a never ending circle for me, I guess. <laughs> yeah, the two aren't that, that different, are <laughs> right. they? And uh, I'll, I'll still uh, occasionally write about Disney and the theme parks. Um, just in from you know business news and stuff, but it'll obviously be you know far more infrequently as it's a you know it's a monthly magazine, not a daily newspaper. So, well, just as a political junkie myself, mm-hmm. you know, I look forward to that. I, I do enjoy your your political reporting as well. Oh, thanks very much. And uh, uh, especially because we just have a very interesting couple of years coming <laughs> right. up in Florida yeah. po- politically. Yeah, uh, it's already getting interesting uh, with the governor's race, and of course, you know, we always play such a. Uh, sometimes embarrassing role in national politics uh, coming up on uh, a presidential election. So you're going you're gonna to have some fun. Yeah, know? I'm looking forward to it. It's, uh, you know, I really enjoy covering the theme parks and, and you know, Disney can be a grind to cover, but it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. But uh, state politics is sort of, it has always been probably my passion. So um, being able to cover that sort of intersection of business and politics is something I'm really excited about. Maybe we'll see him on CNN. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome, Jason. Glad Thanks. to have you here. All right. Um, lastly, in housekeeping, we have our poll results from our last show. We asked the question, how important is free dining to you when booking your Disney vacation? And we asked this because invariably there is a yearly ritual <clears throat> on disboards of people, otherwise normal, well-adjusted people, going insane over free dining. And so I really just wanted to put a poll out there to see, like, how important is this really? Uh, and I was surprised. i got to be honest. I was surprised. 
with 48% of you saying that free dining was not important at all. And uh, I was stunned by that. And then 39% of you saying it was somewhat important, um, that you'd like it, but it's not going to make or break your decision to go on a Disney vacation. Only 13% of you said no free dining equals no Disney trip. And I, I, <laughs> I'm stunned by that. I would say it, is, it seems a little shocking to me as well. But then on the other hand, when I didn't live here, yeah. it never had no, any exactly. influence over my vacationing either. Um, but you would think that it would. I'll say this, that 13% is a very loud and grumpy group of people that post on, <laughs> that post on social media. <laughs> It is. I, I was. I was surprised by that, and I look at those numbers. So when you you know you look at the people who are, it's not make or break for them. That's what eighty seven percent of the uh, of those people. And we had sixteen hundred responses to this, so this was wow. a pretty decent, pretty decent sample. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I wonder if you know if Disney knows that, or did we just tell them? Um, <laughs> you know, if so, free dining doesn't Sorry, show up next no year. Sorry, no more free you can, dining. You can blame us, but. Um, <laughs> Because I think that we, that's something Disney would love to have to not do. But I think the reason they do it when they do it is they need to fill that September frame. Um, because historically, once the kids go back to school, it's all, you know, hmm. it's pretty dead. It was always pretty dead. Not anymore, hmm. thanks to free dining. Do you think maybe that the results of that are not skewed, but, I mean, you're asking people that are diehard Disney fans and Disney is a do-or-die thing for them, so... Free dining or no free dining, they're coming, but maybe it's more of an issue for the average uh, person in America who isn't a diehard Disney fan. That's a good point. That's a very good point. That's could very well be it. I mean, they got to be doing it for some reason. I don't think they would do it year after year after year if they weren't seeing results from that. Well, they're definitely seeing the results. Okay. Um, Disney, given the choice between discounting and not, <sighs> prefers to not discount. Um, I can remember after nine eleven when this entire town was dead, having a conversation with somebody at Disney, getting into an argument with someone at Disney about saying, look, you guys, I was saying, you guys need to put something out there to, like, spur bookings. And it was all about rate integrity. That was the buzzword going through Walt Disney Travel, rate integrity, that if we discount it once, we've got to discount it all the time. And we don't want to do that. And it turned out that that, that he was actually right about that. That in doing the free dining discount um, for a couple of years... People look for that every They year. expect it now. Yeah. And if Disney did decide to pull it, there would be... I mean, there <laughs> would certainly be a lot of upset people. People would be rather vocal about but you it. But you make a good point about Who you know, the, casual, the casual vacationer versus the, the, the Disney... <laughs> the do-or-die Disney vacationer. <laughs> but those are the influencers. Yeah. Those are the influencers, which in any marketing class will tell you that the influencers are the people you've got to pay attention to because they are the ones on social media yes they are the ones on discussion boards they are the ones out there making the noise and the casual vacationer will come across that at some point Mm -hmm. so interesting uh interesting result coming from our group and uh we will have next week's poll question for you coming up at the end of the show and with that we're going to go into the news the first thing we're going to talk about are the uh, new itineraries for Disney Cruise Line and Adventures by Disney for 2015. Uh, The highlights here, uh, Disney Cruise Line, this has been rumored for a while now and confirmed 
that there will be two Hawaiian cruises. Um, one leaving from Vancouver, going to Hawaii, doing some island hopping, Hilo, Kauai, Maui, and Oahu, and the second cruise going from Hawaii back to Vancouver. That's the sad one, I think. <laughs> yeah, really. Sad cruise on Earth. <laughs> have fun in Hawaii and then have a five-day journey on a ship to get back to Canada. <laughs> I love Vancouver, uh, though. Sean at www.info.com uh, is the email address to send your complaints to. I love Canada, and oh. Vancouver's a gorgeous city. Oh, it's beautiful. No, I'm just saying, you're in Hawaii for four yeah. days, three days. I, you know, I... I I just I, I, I don't think that it's odd because Vancouver is like a bad city or something. Um, I just think it's odd for them to be departing out of the tropical Van- destination. Well, just out of Vancouver as opposed to oh. the Port of Los Angeles okay. or San Diego. You have, to, you have to stop at a foreign country if you're going to sail between Hawaii and the U.S. <gasps> oh, yeah. that's right. That's right. Because the last right. ones that I forgot about that. Look at you're Sherlock absolutely right. sitting across the table yeah. from me over there. <laughs> Right. Man knows his stuff. <laughs> um, that's right, because uh, the last time they did Hawaii, they had they stopped in Mexico yep. on the way out. That's mm. absolutely right. That's, that's why you don't see very many uh, cruises between the mainland and Hawaii. It's mm. it's very complicated to pull off in terms of the amount of uh, time you have to spend sailing. So, Well, that's it. Yeah, that's the other part. I mean, uh, I'm going to be doing the Norwegian Pride of America in July. Right. And uh, that one's all, it's all U.S. Right. And uh, as a result, it has no casino on that ship, which is a double-edged sword for me. I mean, and it's all U.S. staff too, then, right? It's all U.S. staff. Yeah, yep. it's not going to be a very profitable cruise ship. Um, it apparently it is for Norwegian. Really? I mean, they've been running it for years, wow. and it's a very, you know, and the prices are reasonable. It's a little bit higher than I think what you'd see coming out of most other ports in the U.S. But um, for that very reason, because they have to pay real wages, right? Um, but it is a it is a U.S. flagged ship, and uh, but you know they do like they overnight in Maui, they overnight in Kauai, or they overnight yeah overnight in Maui and Kauai, uh, which is really really cool. Right. And uh, so I'm really excited about that. But um, I think uh, Disney's going to be doing some overnight overnight stays on these as well. Um, Disney also going out of Galveston again because they're apparently gluttons for punishment. I don't know. Um, four, six, and seven night sailings, November and December of 2015, going out of Galveston. Galveston was a complete bust for them, and they couldn't understand why. I mean, we used to get these questions from them all the time. You know, we don't understand why people aren't going out of Galveston. It's because the price you're charging for those sailings, these people could fly to Orlando, spend a few days in the theme park, and get on the ship, import Canaveral, basically do the same itinerary. And it was the same as if they just drove to Galveston. The prices were absurd. Um, and I didn't have time to look up pricing on these, but I don't think anybody's going to be saying, ooh, these are really cheap cruises. Um, the other big one, um, uh, in October of 2015, uh, departures out of San Diego going to Baja. Um, and these are like little four-night, I think, four- and five-night sailings. Um, and I have to be honest... For all the anticipation about the you know the releasing the rest of 2015, I'm disappointed. Nothing here really gets me excited. Um, you know, like I said, you know, Hawaii cruise. Um, you know, I'll, I'll see how I feel after I come back from doing Norwegian um, mm-hmm. to go see Hawaii. But I want you know, if I go to Hawaii, I want to see Hawaii. I don't want to spend five days at sea, 
and I think that's roughly four or five days is what they're going to be. It's you know of, of the ten days is what yeah, you're doing. It's basically going to be a huge tease of Hawaii. You're not really going to get to experience like if you fly, like if you fly there, like you've been, like we've been. Right. It's great to immerse yourself because it's just a, you feel like you're in another country. It does not feel like the United <laughs> States, even though they're Americans too. It does not feel like that at all to me. Right. No, you know? it's, 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 it's a very distinct culture. Yeah. A wonderful culture. I love being called auntie all the time by everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, uh, Adventures by Disney also released uh, today their 2015 itineraries. Um, and uh, the, big, the big ones here uh, a 12 day, 11 night trip that combines Ecuador, the Amazon, and the Galapagos <gasps> Islands. Oh. These are what they're calling their bucket list trips, uh, is their new thing with yeah. Adventures by Disney. And, uh, you know, it sounds amazing. You need lots of shots. <laughs> and it sounds like an awful lot of activity. I know I looked at the Galapagos crew, uh, the, the Galapagos uh, trip at one point, and the amount of activity involved, I'm like, I'll be dead. <laughs> Bring in a defibrillator to like revive me. Um, but I know some people are very excited about that. Um, then they're doing these long weekend trips, these four day, three night deals. Uh, one is San Francisco in the Napa Valley, which sounds pretty cool. Um, the other one is New York City, which a lot of people have been been asking for. The cool thing about the San Francisco trip is that one of the things it includes is a tour of Lucasfilm. Um, and That's kind of a big deal. That's kind of a big deal. <laughs> These are tours. This is kind of like the Imagineering tour that is done in the Backstage Magic. Yeah. Because only Disney can provide this. They don't do tours of Lucasfilm, mm-hmm. ever. And so this is a big deal. Well, now that they own it, they can get yeah, in whenever they want. <laughs> so that I'm very excited about. Uh, one of the things that jumped out at me about the New York trip, forgive me, the walking tour of Harlem. <laughs> <laughs> and one of our repeat guests made the comment of, are the muggings free? <laughs> um, now, I realize that's an easy joke to make because of Harlem's reputation. There is a lot of cool stuff in Harlem, though. A lot of culture in Harlem. A lot of history. And a lot of history, Exactly. Um, and I'm sure Disney's not going to take uh, Disney's <laughs> not going to take people anywhere that isn't. They took people to friggin' Egypt. <laughs> Harlem can't be worse than Egypt. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> that's actually a valid point. I, yeah. I feel that's valid. Um, so I don't think they're going to take people anywhere that you know they're going to get like hurt. But um, the New York trip not appealing to me. I guess because also I'm from that part of the country, and you know New York is like a second home to me. So uh, I don't. That appeals to me. I've only been once. You know, I think for a lot of people that that, that might appeal to them. Uh, they were doing these New York departures, these special New York departures for DVC members for a while, and a lot of people were clamoring. You know, open this up to everybody, open this up to everybody, and so now they have. So, this is the big news for 2015 coming out of uh, of Adventures by Disney. Um, All of those sound appealing to me, and I will volunteer for. I was going to say this is. <laughs> happy to go spend time with the turtles in Galapagos Islands. <laughs> we'll have a good time. <laughs> um, um, I, I want to be on the first San Francisco departure next year. What's um, the, uh, the price point on these? Are they affordable for long weekends or um, are they pretty expensive? They, you're looking at about um, between six and $7,000 a person on the Galapagos. 
Okay, sure, yeah. And you're looking about twenty three to twenty seven hundred dollars a person oh. on these long weekend trips. So they're expensive. Wow. Um, <laughs> it's two weeks in Ireland on your own. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, again, though, you know, we've made this point that. It's you have experiences on these ABD trips. You just don't get anywhere. Corey's else. a really good tour guide. I'm hiring him. And I bet he's free. Yes. <laughs> and they the the quality the quality of the trip. You know we, we we deal with this every time we do one of our exclusive departures with ABD. Um, people are hemming and hawing about the price. They come back and two hundred one. They all say worth every penny. Um, this is more than just having someone to take you around and say oh look at this oh look at that. These guides, these experiences are incredible, and there's a lot of things that are done that you just can't do anywhere yeah. else. You know, you take a look at the backstage magic tour. You know, getting that tour of Imagineering can't get it anywhere else. Uh, getting the tour of the uh, Disney Studios in Burbank can't get it anywhere else. Getting up into Walt's apartment at Disneyland can't get it anywhere else. Um, so these are experiences, and that's what you know kind of sets them apart. They use that Disney name to kind of open doors that uh, sure. otherwise are closed to people. And I have, you know, I've been on, what is it, 13 or 14 ABDs now. And I can tell you, and we pay full price for these. You know, we get our commission back, but we're not being comped. I've never been comped. That's not true. My Australia, my first ABD, my Australia trip was comped. Every other one I've paid for. And would absolutely gladly plunk down my money on these trips. So I'm not selling anything that I don't do myself and that I wouldn't stand by myself. Um, like I said, for me, New York doesn't hold a lot of, lot of interest because you know, I'm from there. Listen to me. Look at me. <laughs> um, but San Francisco, that, that appeals to me. That, that weekend or trip, that sounds really fun. It's expensive for four days, three nights, no question. But, you know, I get to go to Lucasfilm. That would be awesome. I'll give you the $2,700 just for that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's um, pretty serious. So that's, that's pretty cool. Um, and we are going to be announcing next week, I believe, we'll be announcing our, uh, hopefully, our exclusive departures. Uh, the Diz exclusive departures for ABD. Um, I know John and Kevin have been working on some, some cool stuff, so we'll have that for you next week. Um, Next thing I want to talk about in the news, we're going to go over to Mr. Garcia here, um, the man in charge of My Magic Plus, right. leaving Disney. And I know he's saying it's to go spread his love of technology to other companies, but... Well, he's not saying anything. That's what Disney is saying he's saying. <laughs> um, I'm I, not buying that. I personally am not okay. buying that. I don't think you... Have a, if you have a quote unquote successful launch of something like My Magic Plus, you don't leave the company right uh, midway through its uh, its rollout. Right. Um, so, I mean, we've been hearing the rumors that you know it was supposed to be a billion dollar initiative, and now the rumors are saying it's closer to two. Right. Um, and I know that in their last earnings report, Disney's trying to put a positive spin on it, saying they're they're happy with the behavior. Right. They're seeing. Right. With My Magic Plus, but what do you think? What do you think of this whole? Well, in terms of the uh, the guy's name is Nick Franklin, um, who, who sort of essentially functioned as the CEO of this project for the last uh, five years or so. In terms of whether or not it was voluntary, um, I don't, I don't, I haven't been able to talk to him, and I don't know anyone who has spoken to him that has said he said it was not voluntary or was voluntary. So get that out of the mind. But uh, one sort of person made this point to me that uh, 
um, you know, it would seem unusual to leave without another job lined up, you know, right after the product had launched and with the stock up at above eighty dollars a, a share right. right now. So it seemed unusual, but that that's speculation, right? right. I mean, Disney says that's the fun it's part. Voluntary, but who knows? You know, um, it seems it seems like unusual timing to me, but but I just I don't have anything concrete that says he was forced out. Um, in terms of you know the the launch issues. Um, the budget is a really tough thing to pin down because there's no sort of publicly available numbers about that. Um, the number that Disney has sort of tacitly endorsed is around one billion, is what they say. And I think I think a number that surfaced in the New York Times was eight hundred million, and that had all the hallmarks of a Disney background number, like hey, use this, but don't attribute it to us. Right. So I think that's sort of Disney's official number. The analysts I talk to now all sort of roundly agree that it's probably above a billion somewhere. Um, I had some sources initially that that put it between one and 1.5 billion, and those were some former Disney executives who had been involved in the project before they'd left. Um, That was a number of years ago, and Disney has always aggressively pushed back against that, saying that's too high. Um, That's that's a long time ago. So I I think I'm comfortable saying it's over a billion probably now. Um, I think you see on some of the online boards two billion or more yeah um, we, we hear that it's certainly it's certainly possible i haven't seen anything that substantiated it doesn't mean it's true or i mean it doesn't mean it's not true but i still know, speculate right right i think there's a lot of that now there's obviously a lot of plugged in people out there so it could very well be informed speculation but true i the, the number i've i've sort of settled in, in the paper is more than a billion attributed to analysts at this point well in spite you know and for me in spite of some of the uh comments online about Fast Pass Plus and my, uh, my Disney experience and the issues that it's had, um, I, found, I felt that they've done a really responsible job with the rollout of this and that I can understand just having worked in the technology yeah. industry for many years, you know, I know how this stuff goes. I mean, right. obviously not on, nothing on that scale. But, you know, I've worked for large companies that have rolled out major initiatives and, you know, you go in with your best, your best guess and your best idea, right. but things always happen. Um, and I felt that I feel like Disney's been really responsible in how they've rolled right. this out. I've also noticed that since they announced um, that they would be adding additional fast passes after your three were up, that they made them available to offsite guests. Right. A lot of the clamor on the boards, on disboards anyway, yeah. died down. We use a piece of software that allows us to kind of see what topics are trending yeah. on the boards, and for months. You know, Fast Pass Plus was just the thing. I mean, it was just by far the biggest topic, and most of it was negative. After Tom Stagg's announcement uh, in April that they were changing, you know, adding some things and making some changes based on feedback, progressively we've seen that kind of get calm down. So I think people are getting happier with it, and I think they're doing it right. They're listening to the feedback, and they're making adjustments where they can. Um, park hopping, I'm sure is going to be, you know, even though you can now get your fourth fast pass at another park, um, I think being able to set your fast passes up in multiple parks is going to be coming next. Right. I haven't heard that officially, but they're listening. And it that's seems like a natural progression. It, it, yeah, absolutely. And it's just a matter of them making sure that at each step yeah. of this, they've got this technology down before they move on to the next right. step, which is not fast enough for Disney fans. But when you're investing, let's just say a billion dollars. When you're investing a billion dollars, that's what you do. Right. You know, if you're going to be responsible about it. 
Now, one thing about it is it, it one thing that's unquestionable is it's way behind schedule, right? Um, you know, Disney's been very careful not to not to put too many concrete timelines on it as it's gone through. But you know, there was a there was an internal document that I was given that I was able to authenticate um, that showed at one point they were hoping to get this stuff rolled out the last few months of to begin rolling out the uh, the Fast Pass Plus in the first few months or last few months of 2011, right? Wow. And they didn't they didn't acknowledge it until uh, they didn't even publicly acknowledge it until beginning of 2013. And then all through 2013, they said later this year, later this year, it'll be done. And then, you know, it was, I think, March 2014 when it finally they could say right. it's launched. You know, so it certainly has fallen way behind schedule. But but sort of like you say, it's an enormous undertaking. Um, and it's incredibly complex what they're trying to do. It's sort of you're, you're basically rewiring a 40-year-old theme park. Yeah. Um, it is changing, so. like, everything in the parks. I mean, just even walking around as a local now day to day, the parks, the flow of it. Is very different. It is very different. I'm having a hard time adjusting. There's moments where I like, I hate fake Fast Pass Plus. I hate it um, because I'm not used to it. I haven't made the adjustment of you know how it's how it's going to have to be. You're going to see a lot more of this walking around the parks. You know, everybody checking their phone every 10 minutes to see if they can get a Fast Pass finally for the next there is, ride. The, the zombie horde with their with their smartphones is definitely increased. It's, well, it's going to have to be that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's. How else do you check? How else are you? How else are you going to get on these rides now? The rides for <clears throat> rides that you used to be able to just walk on, you can't walk on them anymore. Um, the Wedway People Mover has a line. Now. Very rarely. I mean, <laughs> well, I've been the- there a couple times, and I have to wait not not long because it's a continually loading line. But normally, you could just walk on it. Pirates of the Caribbean. Last couple times I've been to the parks in the last few weeks, I'm waiting twenty minutes, thirty minutes, which is not normal for right. a local anyway. So um, I'm a, I'm attributing this to Fast Pass Plus. <laughs> uh, so it sometimes, is. sometimes I hate it, but uh, you know, on the other hand, when it's like, I kind of want to get on Test Track. You, you can never get on Test Track, and then you're like, Ooh, Fast Pass, got it, it's mine, you know. And then I'll, you can get on Fast, you know, on and Test Track. Not having to be at Soren at nine o'clock in the morning exactly, to get on to the ride get that to get fast a Fast pass. pass. Yeah, there's definitely the pros and cons, but it is definitely changing how that park uh, flows. And I think it's going to continue to um, as, as as time as time progresses. But um, you know, I've said multiple times, I'm really happy with it. I mean, as a local, as a local, I'm very happy with it. In that, you know, when you know we do go with the family into into the parks, being able to go ahead and you know get some fast passes and make our dining reservations and kind of know what we're going to do, go to the ride. In between, we'll you know do a standby for something else and. <clears throat> do some shopping, whatever. It just makes it a very stress-free day, and you're just kind of going. But again, I'm a local, so right. Is it, it stress-free? Does. Like you've got to, you've got to obviously adhere to that schedule for the most part. I mean, you can change it, but I don't know how easy is it to change it in terms very, of very, very easy. Day of. So if you yeah. are if you're on, say, uh, Soar, and you you managed to get your fast pass for for two o'clock, and then you weren't going to be there, so you wanted four o'clock. Will you be able to do that day of? Well, you can. If, assuming it's available, right, chances are for yeah. that attraction, it's not going to be. Yeah, be so I wonder how much flexibility there is on those sort of the, the key pinch points that you really want it for, you know? Well, I think for the really, you know, the really e-ticket right. attractions, it's good, definitely going to be more more difficult. But been able to do it for, you know, I think with the exception of maybe of Soren, um, I've been able to do it with virtually okay. everything else. 
I will um, say one thing that's nice about it. It's nice to be able to get a fast pass without having to walk to the other side of the park to actually get it. You know, if you're in one location, but you want a fast pass for an attraction that's way over on the, the opposite side. end of where you're at, you know, before you have to walk there and then you walk back to where you were, it just does a lot of walking. Um, now that, that does save time that way. So that's a, that's a good point that I feel. It is. It is. I think there are, it definitely has its pros and cons, but, um, so I'm interested if we'll hear anything else about yeah, at this some guy's point, departure. They're going to have to, to explain to analysts how it's actually doing financially, just because it's a, you know, it's an enormous capital investment, whatever the number is. Like I say, I use more than a billion. Um, you know, they've always prided themselves on a meeting really sort of aggressive returns on investment. They always say double digit returns. So, um, and they have not yet begun to to say whether or not they're starting to see those things. They've they started to talk about how it's changing behavior, but I think the some of the frustration you you see a little a few from analysts in a few places are that there's been no sort of articulation yet about whether or not it's working financially. You know, um, and it's such a big project they're going to have to they're going to have to answer that at some point. Um, yeah, and it might it, you know it'll take a long time, but. I'm uh, uh, I'm interested to see. By contrast, yeah. California Adventure, the day it opened, they were immediately talking about how quickly they were making their money back on right. that, right? So, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So if Disney's not touting it, there's right. a reason. Right. Um, we're happy with the behavior we're seeing. Is I thought that was a very telling right. uh, comment. But all right. Um, one last thing. The 24-hour Rock Your Disney Side event is this Friday. And I know many members of the Diz team are going to be in the parks, myself included. Um no? Oh, I will be. He's looking at me. He's looking at Julie. Oh, yeah. Of course not. I'm a permanent babysitter. <laughs> not that I'm complaining, but it'd be nice to have one that was not me. <laughs> Welcome to motherhood. Yeah, right. But uh, I, no, I've never done this before. Now, Sean, did you do it last year? No, I, we couldn't do it last year, but I did it the year before for the uh, leap year day. So, like, what attractions are open? Um, a good majority of them. I think a, a few of them are closed. They close it. Uh, times depending on uh, when they have to go down for maintenance. So I know, like from the three o'clock a.m. to five o'clock a.m. period, Space Mountain went down, so everyone was getting on the TTA mm-hmm. so they could continuously see it with the lights on in there. But uh, they they usually let you know a couple hours ahead of time. They'll post something outside. Usually, of Big Thunder and Splash were open pretty late. Splash had to close obviously to do its like morning rituals and stuff to get yeah. the water and whatever. It's more you know, constitutional. It's, got, it's more. It's, <laughs> It's daily constitutionally. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, there's a good amount of rides, and uh, I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I wasn't there for the full thing. I actually had to work during the day the last time I did it, so I was there from like 6 to probably 10 a.m., went and worked, then came back at like 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. So, Did you see people sleeping? Oh, all? yeah. It looks like homeless people mm-hmm. in the park. And everybody had like, everybody, at least on the leap year one, was wearing PJs. Now, for this one, they want everybody to wear like festive costumes and stuff. But yeah. That was the big thing on the leap year one, was everyone was in their pajamas. I'm not wearing a costume. Okay. <laughs> I bet Jillian will. What's that? I bet Jenny Lynn will. I do have a Maleficent costume, but I heard that the forecast is for 95 degrees, so I may Ooh, be passing be on the Maleficent Would you like to costume. borrow my Tiger Lily costume? Mm. Yes. <laughs> That's a yes. <laughs> so, I'm very excited about it. Because yeah. I, have, I haven't had a chance to. Every time they've been doing it, I've been out of town. So um, It's hard to do the full 24 hours. I've actually never done one for the full 24 hours. I wouldn't be. I, think I don't I, know if I'm going to be able to I'd do that. I'd go all Columbine on everyone in there if I was there oh, for 24 hours. Oh, we're doing that now. 
<laughs> but, um, <laughs> but it's fun to go for a little while. I will say, uh, if you have a specific time that you're wanting to be there, plan on getting there way beforehand. Mm-hmm. Because last year, it took me an hour and 45 minutes to park. It was a really long line well, just to get in the parking lot. Oh, I was mm. I was smart. I have I have a room at the Contemporary. The so. parking lots get ridiculously crazy, specifically at like ten to midnight, mm-hmm. because that's when all the other parks are already closing. Yes. So everyone starts showing up then. That for was when it. I tried and to park because I was trying to get there in the evening, and it was ridiculous. No, I wanted a room. At the contemporary, I wanted a room on the at least on the monorail loop, but contemporary preference. To get there easy, yeah. So, I'm very happy about that. I know we have a couple rad fires about this, but um, I just wanted to mention they're doing a couple of different things. I, at least I don't think they did this last year. You might be able to tell me. Um, but in Tomorrowland, from 11 p.m. to 5 a.m., they're going to have screenings of The Incredibles. Awesome. I think that's smart to play movies and just have... <laughs> they did that for last year. They played Monsters, the, the new Monsters movie in Tomorrowland. Oh, okay. Oh, because the theme was uh, Monstrous Summer. Sure. And they had just come out with the new Monsters movie. So they did, they played that in Tomorrowland, and everybody just kind of sat down and hung out and watched Monsters. That'd be kind of cool to watch a Disney movie yeah, in the Magic it, Kingdom it, it, like it that. Be. That's kind of cool. So I'm really excited about it. So if any of you are in the park, look for us. We'll be somewhere. We're not doing anything formal or official, but... Really excited about it. We'll also be talking about it on Fox tonight. Oh, that's right. That's right. I almost forgot to mention. Jenny Lynn's (laughs) going to be on Fox 35 here in Orlando. Yep, during the 5 o'clock hour, talking about rocking your Disney side for the 24-hour party. So if you're local, tune in. Excellent. Excellent. All right. That'll do it for the news. We're going to move on to um, our... Well, uh, last time we did a Where in the World photo. That stumped everybody. Justin, did anybody get this right on Facebook? Uh, last time I checked, and that's the picture if you're watching, last time I checked, it was uh, nobody had gotten it. And that was over 100 responses. Um, I don't know what the final tally was on the amount of responses, but everyone thought that this photo was from either the Grand Floridian or France and Epcot, something like that. Um, some people did get the fact that it was a ceiling. And I'm sure somebody ended up getting it right on Facebook. I just haven't checked in a couple days. Um, Where was it? Well, the we shall reveal it. It is the ceiling for the Rosen Crown Pub. Uh, I knew it was a ceiling, but I didn't know where. Yeah. Um, so that's where it was. That a is. tough one. Yeah. Maybe next time we won't do them so tricky. Because I'm very few, if any. That was, yeah, that was, that was a tough one. <laughs> and we've, do, we've decided to revert back to caption this. Yeah, for this week, for those listening, you can uh, go to our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash disunplugged, and check out our caption, this photo for this week. Uh, this was taken on Castaway Key, and it shows uh, a bunch of the Disney characters on a big golf cart. and Being shipped off to duty. Being shipped off to duty. Um, this was just, I happened to be standing in the right place at the yeah. right time, and there was this cart full of characters. And they were playing with each other and having a good old time. It was really funny. But that's our caption this for this week. Go out to our Facebook page and, uh, you know. Caption it. Caption it. <laughs> Which, remind, I just know, the reason I hesitated is I forgot to mention the uh, uh, Mark Pennington was the winner uh, this past week of our uh, random draw for the poll. Okay. And, uh, Mark, we just need your information. I sent you a message on Facebook. And uh, every week with our poll, we draw one name at random for $50, to win a $50 Disney gift card. So congratulations, Mark, on that. And now we will move on to Rapid Fire. 
And Dustin, we're going to start with you. Yes, yes. My uh, rapid fire is all about uh, the 2014 Food and Wine Festival coming up this fall. Um, And they have uh, released new information on the marketplace and events at the Food and Wine Festival, including, um, just a moment, including a Patagonia Marketplace uh, which combines the flavors of Argentina and Chile, which sounds pretty good. That'll probably be over by Mexico because they always try to put them like in similar countries to where they are. And I sometimes feel that that's offensive. Yeah, because Argentina is right next to Mexico. <laughs> yeah, right. Somebody did not pass geography. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Dustin, I could resist. Oh, no, no, I agree with you. I, that's, that was my whole point is I agree with you on that. Um, they're taking away the, uh, the Florida local uh, marketplace and renaming it the Farm Fresh Marketplace, which has, uh, they're going to have a bacon and eggs dish with applewood smoked uh, pepper coated bacon, sweet corn, potatoes, hollandaise, and pickled jalapenos. That sounds fantastic. Fantastic. I know you lost me jalapenos. <laughs> you were fine up until the jalapenos. Oh, man. Uh, they're also having uh, Brazil will be there. And then they're going to have... Um, the course, entire nation? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> they're always they here come all at once. once. <laughs> yes. And I, I, I suppose the entire nation in, in um, you know celebration of the World Cup, Brazil, the country, will be in... Uh, <laughs> Food and wine. Man, this is going worse than I thought it would. Uh, uh, They're also having, of course, new uh, events and speaker series. Uh, Celebrity chefs will be in attendance. Uh, Food for Thought, a celebrity cookbook event on Friday mornings, and a boot camp series, an interactive challenge event. Uh, will be part of the schedule. You can go to um, you can go to wdwinfo.com and uh, find. Uh, well, we'll have links we'll have for it in the show notes, show notes page uh, to all our information on this year's food and wine festival. Well, that's my rapid fire, and it was fun. Moving right. <laughs> <laughs> on. All right, thank you, Dustin Sean. All right, so mine kind of goes in with our last news story, but it's um, some of the food that you can get at Magic Kingdom during the uh, 24-hour day on May 23rd. Um, I will say this, though, before I read some of the stuff. It's such a small selection compared to what Disneyland is doing. Mm. People were really noticing. Like, they really rolled out the red carpet for the Disneyland and California Adventure um, menus. This is kind of measly. But, I mean, it's still going to be kind of fun. Measly. At Sleepy Hollow, there's a poisoned apple waffle sundae. Um, waffles with stewed apple topping and whipped cream. The lunching pad will have an Olaf souvenir cup, which they have anyway. Fryer's Nook will also have that Olaf cup. Um, there's three special cupcakes that you can get at Main Street Bakery, a Maleficent cupcake, um, a Frozen-themed one with Anna on it, and then an Olaf carrot cupcake where it's like a blob of frosting that looks like Olaf's face. With his nose, yeah. Yeah. On the Main Street, um, sorry, that was Main Street Bakery. Plaza Ice Cream Parlor will have Mickey's Kitchen Sink Sunday, which they've started to add at Magic Kingdom. And then Storybook Treats will have Poisoned Apple Shortcake Sunday, Ice Cream Yellow Cake, Stewed Apple Topping, and Whipped Cream. Um, and then the big thing they're really kind of touting is the two varieties of cotton candy they'll have. A pink one for heroes and then a blue cotton candy for villains. So, cotton candy. It's cotton candy. It's the same cotton candy they sell. <laughs> right. Let's just it's yeah. pink and blue. Just with really cute stickers on the back. There are stickers, yes. File that under, they'll buy anything. Yeah, that is exactly what it is for eight dollars so a bag. I have to know the poison apple themed ones. The poison comes on the side, correct? Yes, you can. Uh, it's optional. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the picture on the slide is actually the uh, the waffle with the apple. Little hemlock never killed anyone. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll try some of that stuff. But I, I was hoping for a bigger, kind of more expanded specialty menu. But yeah, I was kind of surprised. Yeah. But all right, thank you, Sean. Sure. Gregory. So. Uh, for some reason, Disney's deciding to have a Snapchat account. Uh, if you don't know what Snapchat is, it's this 
fun uh, app that you can get on your smartphone that kids use to send naked pictures of that each was, other. Exactly. <laughs> 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 Right now. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yeah, what is that about? I thought Snapchat was for teenagers. It's well, yeah, <laughs> not for teenagers are sending naked pictures of each other on because the pictures only last for I ten believe, seconds. Yeah, and then they do, they self destruct. It's well, kind of like Mission Impossible. But as it turns out, they don't. Um, Snapchat's been they've been not forth. forthcoming about how long they're actually keeping those photos. Mm. Uh, that's a big thing right now in the tech blogosphere is people are freaking out that basically Snapchat's been lying. Um, They're just saving them all in their database? Yeah. Yeah, but the end user can't see them after 10 seconds, but you're saying they're saving them on their Snapchat people are over there going, hey, look at that chick. Snapchat has been saying that all along that they're purging these photos. and. What people are saying now is that, in fact, they're not. So, well, now we and can so find over half of, of America is feeling really awkward right now. Yeah. <laughs> and now you can see pictures. But you know, of here's, on here's the thing: if you're stupid enough to do that, I got no yeah. pity for you. Okay. If you're going to do that online, well, what is what going to happen? What is Disney doing with it? Same thing. <laughs> we get to see Maleficent under the gown. Is that what you're saying? Okay, wow. Woo. This just went off the rails. Um, so what are they doing with Goofy on this? He's just Well, Goofy's teaching people how to Snapchat in case they don't know, but during the 24-hour event, um, you're supposed to, you know, friend um, Walt Disney World in Disneyland, whatever park you're going to be at, and uh, you're going to be able to send pictures to them, and I guess they'll send pictures back to you, too. Uh, I don't... Is this is this kind of is this kind of along the vein of what we've been seeing lately with Disney kind of being internet tone deaf? It's just dumb. And some of the choices they're making. Well, this is part of I mean their whole uh, Rock Your Disney side. That's their whole social media new campaign. So they've been doing Vine a lot. They've been doing a lot of Twitter and Facebook stuff, and now they're using Snapchat. I would just hate to be the intern that has to sit there and yes. monitor the incoming <laughs> incoming messages because <laughs> it's going to be bad. I think. <laughs> yeah, I. Well, I think during the Rock Your Disney side, you should see what's going on with that. Okay, great. You should I, monitor, I'll take care of that. You should be the intern monitoring it for us. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. You had to say something, right? Yeah. But, um, yeah, uh, should be interesting. So, all right, thank you, Craig. You're welcome. Uh, Julie. Okay. I have two. Um, one that I sent to you guys and one that's hot off the press from Corey. Okay. <laughs> so, on 520... That's today. Today. <laughs> that would be today. Sorry, I'm not always sure about the day. <laughs> um, Tinkerbell's moving from her magical nook, and she's going to be going over to the Town Square Theater. So you'll have to meet Tinkerbell there. But her friends won't be there with her like they it's were just in Adventureland. Tink- okay, this stinks. All right. Okay. <laughs> wow. Fast passes. Fast Pass Plus is available, and Mickey Mouse is still greeting guests there as well. Do not think that Tinkerbell has, you know, kicked Mickey out. He will still be there. All right. My Corey news is from Richard Petty. So, Petty Holdings and Pixar Animation Studios are bringing to life two characters from um, the Academy Award-nominated 2006 animated feature, Cars. Aiken Axler and Sage Vanderspin are coming to the Walt Disney World Resort. I did not know who these characters were. I had to Google them. So, if you have to do that, I understand. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's see. Uh, he highlighted stuff. It's like a two-page freaking letter, people. <laughs> so is this going to be like the thing when they added him to Lights, Motors, Action? Like nope, couldn't He's like a channel so, and then okay, goes five miles per finish. hour. So um, they're going to start 
June 14th, which is not too far away. So for 59 bucks, the Junior Ride Along program will give a child age 6 to 13 that has to be at least 48 inches tall um, the chance to experience a real-life racing event as they ride shotgun with a professional driver for three thrilling laps in a specially equipped piston cup race car. They are painted to look exactly like the car's cars. Are there people inside the cars <laughs> in the movie? No. That no, seems that a little weird to me. Like you're on their they're, insides. They're being violated. <laughs> There's no people inside them. How are well, you supposed to these are cars made to <laughs> look okay like these characters. They are not the actual characters. We are not harming Aiken Axler or Sage Vanderspin. Okay. <laughs> you know she has little kids. How are they going to see out of the front window? I don't know. There's eyeballs. Our eyes on it. Well, Julie, explain it, please. <laughs> Well, Julie is the expert on Richard Petty, so... Okay, the window... There's a window wrap, apparently, on the car. It's going to make it possible to see the character eyes from the exterior, which will bring them to life, but will not interfere with the view of the track. Once you're inside the car, the track can be clearly seen, so they can enjoy the whole experience of racing, <laughs> and the eyes will be where I, they... Not in the way. I'm not buying I it. don't believe it, yeah. Okay, well, you guys go and check it out, but you're too old. They can, I was going to say. They're not within the she, age she's all, She year. already knows more about this than she wants to. <laughs> okay? So, all right, well, thank you for that, Julie. Jenny Lynn for her first rapid fire. Yes, I have some news about the Animal Kingdom, my favorite park. Uh, some of you might have already heard it by this point, but Winged Encounters, The Kingdom Takes Flight, is coming to the Animal Kingdom. And what that is is it's going to be a show featuring six different varieties of macaws that fly over Discovery Island multiple times during the day. And then another part of that event is they will have experts placed in certain locations giving conservation stories about these birds because some of them are endangered in their nature, their native countries. So um, I'm kind of excited about that. That's joining the whole bird cause at Animal Kingdom because they have the, the Wonders of Flight show. This is not a show in the sense of you're sitting in a theater. This is just something that's going to happen while you are walking in the park, which I think is actually kind of cool. It adds to the experience of Animal Kingdom being a living, breathing type yeah. of park as opposed to the artificial animatronic feel of all the other parks which I really like and also, that's being added to the lineup of new things coming to that park this summer this is debuting sometime this summer we don't know exactly when but uh, we've also got you know the the festival of the Lion King is returning and then they've got that new separate ticketed event that's going to be coming the Lion King concert in the wild party that you know is just gonna really hurt everyone's wallet to go to that um and then harambe nights street party so this is one more thing for animal kingdom seems like animal kingdom's getting a really big push i'm excited about it um yay for macaws (laughs) (laughs) all right well thank you jenny lynn that'll do it for rapid fire and before we wrap up uh something's up with my mic i think okay um I don't know. It just sounds keeps sounding weird, but okay. We'll check it. Um, before we wrap up this episode, we have our poll for next week. Since we were talking about Disney Cruise Line, uh, we actually have a two-part poll this week. We have two questions for you. Number one, have you ever done a Disney Cruise Line vacation? And number two, do you think Disney Cruise Line is worth the money? Head out to facebook.com slash disunplugged a little later on today. And that poll will be live and uh, tell us what you think. And as we do every week, we will select one person at random from everyone who answers our poll question. And that person will win a $50 Disney gift card. So go do that later. Because it's not up yet. But it will be up later. Facebook.com slash Disney. <laughs> okay. That is going to do it for this show. For those of you watching live, stay tuned. We're going to be talking about Star Wars weekends coming up next. 
And uh, for everybody else, we will see you again next time with another edition of the Dis Unplugged. Thanks for being with us. And remember, everyone, stay out of the damn lakes.